Welcome to Pauli Malinaji from Brooklyn to the world. Proudly representing his hometown of Brooklyn, New York. Pauli Malinaji takes you inside the ring and beyond. I'm definitely far from shy. We're going to be ranting about a lot of stuff. Not just about boxing, I'm opinionated on life in general, many sports topics and politics. Pauli doesn't hold back. The two time world champion, Pauli the Welcome. All right. Are we on? Well, uh, as soon as you start it, you know, I can edit this. All right, ready? Not live. R- ready? Go. Me too. Ready? <laughs> ready? All right, let's start. <laughs> Come and jump. Ready? All right. Pull your cards, you Peter Cards. Broke us to the world, and we're back. We're not at any weigh-ins this week. We're not at any uh, press conferences or any other events this week. We're actually just doing the show and bringing you great fans uh, trying to bring as regular a show as possible. I'm down in Miami, driving around. Actually, I'm not on Bluetooth, so I'm actually. I don't know if it's legal in Florida to be driving and be on Probably not. But uh, what do you mean, probably not? What do you think this is? It's not every place in New York, bro. Every place in New York. Look, look at the lady in front of me. She's at the red light. She's looking looking left while it's green on her Vespa. And then when they get run over, they don't like you imagine? The light's green, and she's just in the middle of the road, just looking at something on the sidewalk. I love it. I love Miami. How's your Everybody's tra- on their own time. How's your training going? Training's all right. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you want to be honest, it's, it's actually kind of miserable. But, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, we do what we have to do. You know what I'm saying? It's a responsibility you take upon yourself when you take a fight, right? You got to be ready for the fight, and you uh, you do what you got to do. This morning, uh, Sky Sports were in the gym. They uh, they recorded some you know some little uh, sets of me, of David Hay, of, uh, you know, everybody else. You know, so uh, David Hay seems to be enjoying training. It's, hey, well, yeah, I mean, Hay is. Uh, I, I don't. I, I got to be honest. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't catch Hay in the gym as much as I. I, I would assume so. I, I, maybe he's. Uh, there's a possibility that maybe he's at uh, goes and trains in other gyms. I saw him today though, and I saw him yesterday. Sky Sports were in the were in the gym a couple of days in a row. They actually did a little set on me today too. They did an interview. They, they recorded some stuff on the pads. Nothing major, just, uh, you know, we just did a little shakeout for them just to, uh, you know, give them some stuff, some footage of uh, for the for the card. But David told me today that Lee Selby, he was working on getting Lee Selby on the card, which is really good because obviously... Uh, yeah, that would be nice. Selby got screwed. David told me that Lee Selby didn't fight last week because his opponent, they said, tested positive for hepatitis. Then the opponent retook the test for hepatitis and he passed it. Oh, Jesus. So, so I don't understand how he could fail for hepatitis. It was probably somebody at the commission messed up. And, like, I don't understand how you can allow somebody, how do, you can allow the commission to mess things up like that, and then, like, everybody gets to get away with it scot-free. That kid trained. That kid doesn't make weight easy. He's a big featherweight. You know, he made weight. You don't tell him until he's about to step on the scale that he's not fighting. Like, that's, that's actually beyond ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Beyond ridiculous. And, like, and I love how they make, like, nothing happen. Nobody's even talking about it. They're just making, they're just hoping, like, it goes away. You know what I mean? Anyway, so... I asked David if Selby will make a title defense on the March 4th card or if it'll just be a fight like that, and he said he wasn't sure yet. I, I personally told him, I said, listen, if Bados, the, the number one contender that he was supposed to fight, if it was mandatory, if he's healthy for the, uh, from the hepatitis, I mean, why don't you just make that fight on the undercard then? I mean, you'll have a really big fight. You'll have, you know, you'll end up making, you'll end up making, uh, you know, you'll, you already have a, ma- a big card, you know, and, and now if you can put Selby in a, in a major world title defense, on that card, it'll make it even bigger. It'll make it an even bigger deal. And, uh, you know, you you have me in there against Eggington. That's, uh, you know, I think that's an added good fight. 
is O'Hara Davies against this guy Matthews. I'm not sure Matthews. I know O'Hara Davies. I think O'Hara Davies is the guy that beat Scott from Italy. So I, I kind of know who he is. He's a pretty good fighter. So you got some pretty good good fights, but Selby in a world title defense would, would actually really, really make the show uh, terrific. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And uh, just just because of what happened, it would be nice of him not to waste the whole training camp. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think uh, I, I think also Selby, for Selby's sake, I mean, you know, he, you're probably down and out. I mean, I remember, Pete, you remember that one time we fought at Foxwoods, uh, we were going to fight at Foxwoods, and, and we, we were actually dressed to fight, and then... Uh, Cut my gloves off. It, Cut my gloves off. Glo- yeah, I mean, gloves were on in the locker room and everything. We were swing bout, and we actually never got back on the card. You know what I'm saying? We, we, uh, we, we... You know, they ran. They supposedly they ran out of time, from what they told us, and that was it. You know what I'm saying? Well, that was uh, Russell Peltz did the old bait and switch because yeah, yeah. Well, Chad, Chad Dawson. Chad Dawson fight. Chad Dawson was a four round fighter. I was a four round fighter at that time, and yeah, we Chad weren't on until two and oh. event because Vinny Paz's fight went the distance. And what happened was, at the time, Fox was had a had Fox was casino had a rule that they couldn't start a new fight after midnight. You know, so so um. This has changed that rule because I've seen it myself that they started fights after midnight uh, when cards go over the time limit. But anyway, so so before as, as the as the main event is coming to an end, that was supposed to go on next, and they one of the inspectors comes in the locker room, Pete. Right? And what did they tell us? They switched your fight with Chad Dawson's fight, right? Mm-hmm. Chad Dawson was also fighting a four rounder at the time. So I was like, all right, man. I mean, I was literally gloved up from what time, Pete? What time were we gloved up at? Oh my god, hours, hours and hours. Uh, well, we were gloved up at five o'clock. I mean, this was like. They talk about after midnight. I was we going to say six, but yeah, probably. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We were up. We were going up at five o'clock, and uh, maybe six o'clock at the latest. I mean, I, whatever it was. I mean, by this point it was midnight, and I'm just waiting to get on. I'm actually sleepy at this point. I'm actually sleepy, you know. And I'm like, oh, whatever. A four rounder, at least it's like a breeze, you know. It's not like a ten or twelve rounder. You you breeze to a four rounder, you know. So I was like. Whatever, I'm like, all right, let's get it on. And then uh, the guy comes in, like, in like a tenth round of the Pazienza fight. It was Pazienza versus, who's, who did he find P? He was fighting Eric Luca, right? Eric Luca, yeah. So, like, a tenth round or twelve rounds against uh, in the Eric Luca fight, one of the inspectors comes in the locker room and tells me, tells us, hey, listen, you guys are on, uh, are not on next. You're on the fight after. Chad Dawson is going to fight first. Uh, he's got a four-rounder as well. So I was like, all right, whatever. I had no clue what they were setting me up for. And I was like, all right, whatever. I mean, I'm weird this long, whatever. I'm just ready to get on. But the Chad Dawson fight ends, what happens to me? We, they take us out of the locker room and we're ready to walk, right? Yeah. We were ready to walk. Yeah, and then the old guy was probably like 98 at the time. If he's, yeah. <laughs> if he's alive now, he's like 115. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's, he just says that uh, no no more fights, the uh, card's over, and you're like, but, I'm, but it's my turn to fight right now. No, no. And then you started yeah. flipping out. <laughs> Cursing. Yeah. Take these well, gloves the off. Preparation. At the time, you're just trying to get wins, bro. You're trying to build up your record. Plus, you've kept me in the locker room all night. Like I, I'm, I'm at that point. I mean, I don't, have, I don't want to waste my time. You know what I'm saying? Well, I remember. What about oh, the best cool. part was the old guy said, "You keep it down, or else you're gonna get suspended." I said, "Buddy, take the license and shove it up your ass." Do you think we're coming back <laughs> here to fight? <laughs> you kidding yeah. me? Have we got? We actually did go back there to fight years later, right? We, we years later. There. Yeah. Yep. Like we I was there dead. four years later with Donald Camarena, right? I was because that was oh two, that we fought there again in oh six, the fight before we fought Cotto. Yep. But yeah, so that was uh, so I, yeah, anyway, I've I've sort of felt that what Selby went through, uh, but Selby's obviously even worse. He's fighting for twelve round there. He's fighting. He's obviously making a lot more money. Um, he got stopped at, at the at the weigh in and not on fight night, so he didn't even get half his purse. At least on that night, they gave me a, a piece of my purse, right? No, they so, gave you the whole purse. 
Oh, they gave me the whole purse. You know, so Selby is, uh, he got stopped on the way and not fighting. So he got nothing. He actually trained, spent money, made way all for nothing. So, Ugh. so you know, I, I felt really, really bad, man, because I, I can kind of feel his pain. And, uh, and you know, uh, hopefully March 4th they can, uh, it would be great if they make the bottles fight. I mean, if they just eliminated the defense. Because he's got to fight that guy anyway. That guy's a mandatory. So you might as well eliminate it and get it out of the way right on the March 4th card. That would be perfect. I, so I spoke to David this morning, and he was talking about, Putting Selby on. Hopefully, that's the fight they make, and uh, you know, would really complete a nice, a nice TV portion of that card. It really would. Yeah, it's already sold out, so that's like an added bonus if they could pull that off. Yeah, yeah. But well, that's what Dave was saying. Dave was saying, you know, it's sold out already. But you know, I mean, people really get their money's worth like this. And I, and I was telling him, I think that's how you resell next time. You know what I'm saying? Because right. people know they're going to get their money's worth, so they'll buy next time as well. You know what I'm saying? Like if you put a, a, a terrible undercard together, like they love to do in the United States, you make no new fans. So Mayweather-Pacquiao had the worst on the card you could make ever, and Mayweather-Pacquiao was actually a bad fight. And then what happens? Nobody's ever going to casually buy a, a boxing pay-per-view unless they're boxing fans. And, this is, and you kill the market. You're actually killing the market. But American promoters are so cheap and so short-sighted that they don't understand that. You know, so credit to the UK. The UK promotions obviously don't do that. You know, I mean, Matchroom doesn't do that. Uh, Haymaker and Ringstar is obviously involved with this show as well with Matchroom, and they're, they're doing a great job of this, putting together this card. So. Hey, it's really, if, if there's a card that I'm going to be on, I, I, I am excited to be on this one. I think, obviously, Joshua versus Klitschko is going to be tremendous, unbelievable. I wish I could afford on that card. But if I'm not going to fight in Wembley, you know, Wembley is like once in a stratosphere, you lifetime type of thing, you know. But if I'm not going to fight at Wembley, you know, March 4th is not a bad gig to uh, to be on that card. Hey, Bellu, I think is going to be a, a, a really tremendous night for U.K. boxing and for world boxing. Uh, looking forward to being in front of that sellout crowd. You know, it, it'll, be, it'll be fun, bro. It'll be really fun. Hey, Paulie. Uh, we're What's getting ra- we're getting ready for Mikey Garcia to come on. We also have a lot of boxing My- to talk about. Mikey Garcia, yes, but- yeah, he's on his Twitter. I'm gonna ask him. All right, before- he's in Houston for the Super Bowl. Yeah, he is in, Su- in Houston. I saw on Twitter. But before we do, we're gonna talk about Blue Apron real quick. I actually got yeah. Blue Apron. I used your code, although we switched your code. We'll get to that. But uh, I did use the did. old. I used the old code. Yes, it's now boxing. Why are we switching codes? Hey, I, I, you gotta you gotta talk to the the big wigs. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. you know this is really confusing. We're switching codes. We're, uh, we're, we're switching podcasts. I still get tweets that people can't find the podcast. I know, I saw. But let me tell you something. I actually ordered this, and I made one of these dishes, and it was like the best thing I've ever tasted. I made They're, the good. Ro- They're good. I made the roasted pork with apple, walnut, and farro salad. I love this stuff, man. It's like, why do, I don't even know, need to go to a restaurant. I can make this stuff myself. I know the ingredients are fresh. I know this stuff works. So you eat it too, Paulie, no? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've had it. You know, it's good, it's good, it's good as hell, man. And it's really creative, man. The apple with the roast pork—that's. I'm actually. Why don't they send me some of that, bro? <laughs> you gotta, you gotta pick it. Some of that. You, you, know? need, you need the vegan one. Yeah, right now, right now, right now, I need the vegan one and then so, right? <laughs> but after my fight, man, I might go on a blue apron diet and just have them have me try out the whole menu. You it's know, easy uh, to prepare, right? And yeah, it is easy. It takes about forty minutes to give you very strict directions. Uh, you just get just the amount, of, right amount of food that you need. Um, all their stuff we talked about. They use they use nothing but quality ingredients, quality meats. Uh, it's flexible. They have, they have vegetarian options. You can choose from a variety of foods. It's affordable. It comes about less than ten dollars per meal, and they deliver to ninety nine. 99% of the continental U.S. they deliver to. So you, most likely you can get... 99% of the continental U.S. So what part of the continental U.S. do they not deliver to? I think Anchorage does not get Blue Apron. But That's don't quote me on that. It is continental, you're right. It is continental. So, you know, you get, go to, go to com slash boxing. You get three free, free meals. Three meals free. Your first three meals free. 
with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash boxing. Check out this week's menu. Get your uh, three meals free. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. Blueapron.com slash boxing. It's a better way to cook. I mean, it, it really is great. I, I love it, man. I'm definitely going to keep using it. That's what I'm talking about. And I, and, I, and I as well, once I'm actually done with the fight. Yeah, once you're allowed to eat again. <laughs> yeah, because it's not actually not bad anyway. I mean, it's just... You know, even if I'm gonna if I'm gonna eat, I might as well eat healthy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe they can send you a pistachio or something like one pistachio. Yeah. 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 Well, that's we're not at that point yet, but yeah, unfortunately, that's where it gets to. That's pretty much where it gets to. Close enough. I remember, like, yeah, you were in the studio once and you chopped up a pistachio and you actually snorted it. I mean, it was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It's very bizarre. You're making me to a crackhead now. Come on. No, no, pistachio head. (laughs) Pistachio. Oh God. Well, let's get Mikey. Let's get the champ Mikey Garcia on. He's going to jump in and say, we're, he's on. He's calling right into this line, so when he comes on, we'll know. Oh, okay, so he's going to jump in and call. All right, cool. Yeah, we don't have to but uh, there's some All fights. Right. That, you know, we were at the fights last week. It seems like, like, yeah, it seems like two months ago. And, and it's been for the Mikey. I mean, that was a that was a, about as highlight reel of a knockout as we're going to get. Wow. I mean, that was a, something spectacular. I mean, Zatichinen obviously had a one-track mind, and I wish somebody in the corner would have at least gave him... This is where... I mean, I'm not trying to criticize the corner, but I kind of am because this is where, like, some basic instructions, if, if a trainer cannot think on the fly, it is really annoying to me as a fighter. You know what I'm saying? I've had my own trainers here not to be able to think on the fly. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I've been I've been in my own corners where, yeah, I look at the tape and I'm like, why wasn't I told certain things? You know what I'm saying? Like, I one of my pet peeves is a trainer that cannot think on the fly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know you're going with a game plan and it's the game plan and that's what we're going to do. But then there's things that are happening during the fight that need to be observed and they need to be adjusted to according to what you're observing. And that's thinking on the fly because you don't know exactly how the fight is going to shape up until it's actually happening. And it is so annoying. I mean, somebody, you know, is a teacher in corner had to at least tell him this guy, yo, yo, break up that, break up the, that pressure with some feints or change the looks or something. I mean, you're just literally just trying to force your way in or use a jab or something. Like, you're just trying to force your way in and, it's not going to happen like that, buddy. It's just not going to happen, if, as you can see. You know what I mean? You, you need some type, some sort of deception to to uh, a- enter into the punching zone. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mikey's too good to just let you right in like that, you know? Yeah, I don't think this Latichin in camp works on too many uh, feints. I think we have... Uh, Mikey Garcia. There he is. Mikey! Mike, chair, Mikey Garcia in the building. Hey, Mikey. what's up, guys? What's up, Holly? What's up, man? How you doing, man? How you enjoying uh, a week after uh, winning a, your... Uh, Third World Championship in three weight classes. Ah, uh, we're good, man. You know, we're happy. We're excited how things are turning out. You know, the year shaping up. You know, to be a great year. Um, you know, 2017. I think is going to be huge for me, and this is only the beginning. You know, which is very excited to be where we're at. Very happy. You know, physically, emotionally, mentally, we're in a very good place. You know, Mikey, it's one thing to win a World Championship, but you actually, you, you know how to win a World Championship. I mean, if you're going to win a World Championship, that's how you win a championship. Did you, <laughs> when, you went, when you went to that doctor cut, I mean, did you know how badly he was hurt? I mean, was it, was it a shot way on, or was it a timing shot? I mean, it doesn't Well, we were, we were practicing, you know, throughout entire training camp to uh, catch him on the way in. You know, because he's shorter than me, he was gonna be coming in. So I would either pick him up with a with a right uppercut on the way in, or catch him with a straight right and stop on his tracks. Now that moment where where I finally landed that right uppercut um, happened to be a very good moment, very good uppercut that that hurt him. And I saw 
his eyes, and I saw his, his his body, you know, wobble over towards the ropes, and I sidestepped to my left to avoid the 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 the, the counter or or just to avoid him and waited for him to turn back at me where I would land the right hand. We practiced that a lot in the gym. We practiced that sidestep and that little spin of a move there, and and uh, it was just picture perfect. You know, it was the right opportunity, the right moment. All of that happened in slow motion to me. It was crazy because I saw everything in slow motion. I was able to, you know, take my time, prepare everything, and just wait for that right moment to land the, the right hand that put him down. I, I threw everything I had behind that right hand. You sure did, Everything pal. was just perfect. I mean, that's, and that's the thing, Mike. I remember on the broadcast, I was actually uh, talking about how the sidestep created that knockout. Now, I'm not saying you probably wouldn't have knocked him out anyway, but in the moment, he's probably trying to, he's so badly hurt from the uppercut, he's trying to grab a hold of you, it looks like. You know, so he's looking to hold on to something. And you took that away from him by stepping over to the side. And he ended up, he really ended up in no man's land. You know, he ended up looking for you and even not knowing where you were. He's so badly hurt, he's actually kind of looking for you in no man's land. So you ended up with like a, a free sucker punch, you know. You, you ended up almost like a, a free sucker punch there and really rocked his world. Well, you know, like I said, we practiced that at the gym. My dad and my brother, you know, in order for us to avoid his power hand, his left hand, we got to sidestep to our left circle around him and then wait for him to turn and look at us where I would I would land my right hand. And that's how, how it happened. It became an instinct. It became just natural, you know, reaction for me to land that uppercut and quickly spin around to to avoid his left or avoid him hugging me or countering me or anything like that. Yeah, and, champ. you know, that that right uppercut did hurt him enough, but, you know, he didn't go down from it. It probably would have been best for him if he would have just taken a knee at that point or, or, or gone down. Absolutely. I noticed, yeah. I, I noticed, champ, that you, you actually would, was looking to set that up. I watched the fight a few times. And uh, you know, there was sometimes where you were you threw the right uppercut, and maybe you didn't catch it, or you you know you were throwing it straight, and you were looking for him to bend because you saw he was bending. So it, it, even yeah, before well, you said you worked on it in camp, we could tell that you did. Yeah, we worked on it a lot. My brother had a very good game plan. My dad, you know, and like my brother said after at the press conference, also uh, he he brought up the uh, how he was training Abner Morris for Quasar, which is almost identical right. matchup yeah. than me and, and Slade Cannon, you know. Uh, both yeah. uh, Cuellar and, and Slade Cannon are, are southpaws, aggressive, strong, dangerous fighters. So we got a box. And, and, and they both fall in. Yeah, exactly. And they both come in like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, what is, I mean, after, after the knockout, obviously, there was a scary moment. Uh, you know, he was actually out. I mean, I was telling people you could have counted to 100. He wasn't getting up. You know, um, but luckily he was all right and he was safe. You know, that, that's one of the scary things in boxing. Sometimes, if that knockout, I think, if that knockout happens like round eight or nine, it, I think gets scared. You know, I, I think a lot of people were panicking in the first couple uh, when he first was out. But I remember thinking it was early in the fight. Usually, guys that get damaged aren't the ones that get knocked out early, even if it's a highlight reel type of knockout like that. But so luckily, the teaching was okay and everything. Uh, all is all is well that ends well. But you definitely have a knockout of the year candidate very early. Oh, for yourself, that's for sure. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I mean, we, we did get concerned, of course, after a few moments that he wasn't recovering. Of course, you know, we did get worried, and, and we want we want, wish him the best. We never wish any harm on, on our opponents. It's a dangerous sport. Uh, we were very relieved when he got up and, and noticed that he was recovering fine. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's just part of the sport. Of course, of course. <laughs> it's, a, it's one of the roughest sports in the, in the business. 
Now, you're talking about you're hoping 2017 is a big year. You have big plans. Now, obviously, Linares and Cola is going to fight on the 25th of March. Uh, will you be in England at that fight? Uh, are you looking to get the winner of that fight? Uh, is there any plans or talks? I know that's a lot of rumors about you and Linares. Uh, what is what is the landscape of, of, of the next few months looking like for Mahi Garcia? Well, you know what? Um, there, there's been uh, some some names throwing around out there. Uh, Linares, one of them. You know, I would really actually li- like to unify titles against him if he if he wins his rematch, which I hope he does. Because that you know, if he doesn't, then I'm gonna have to wait in line for a third fight. You know, between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Linares wins it, I will you know maybe get in touch with with him and, and his handlers and and maybe work something out for for the fall or sometime before the end of the year. But in the meantime. I'm not just gonna wait for them. I'm gonna be wait. I'm gonna be, you know, in the ring in a few months. I'm expecting, you know, to maybe get back, you know, sometime in May or June, you know, the early summer part. Um, get get another fight if uh, if I can't get unification matches right now because they already got scheduled fights coming up, uh, like Linares is March, and I think uh, uh, you got, you know, Terry Flanagan also lined up a, a fight, and you know these guys already have title fights lined up, so. I'm not going to just sit around and wait. I'm going to be active. I want to fight often. And that's why we're going to try to get someone else in, in, in the meantime. And um, I just know it's going to be a great year for me. I expect great things from me. Oh, exactly. You know, you had a, you had the layoff, uh, so I think you're trying to make up for lost time. So I think that's the right mentality. you got all the lightweight champions about to fight now. So we have Linares and Crowell on March 25th. Flanag- When's the Flanagan fight? Uh, he's also got a fight, I think, against uh, Cruz. I think it's actually... Coming up, also either in March, or I think they said that sometime okay. in March he's, he's fighting a okay. guy, and then so then and, and then we looked at we looked at uh, you know Robert, Robert Easter also has a fight February also 10th, has so a he's, fight. He's occupied. So uh, that's what I'm saying. You know, I, I'm not just gonna sit around and wait. I don't, I don't want to waste any more time. So I want to at least stay in in, in in the ring, get another fight in between. You know, a bigger fight and and just you know keep fighting. You know, Mike. You're, you, when I hear you talk and the way I hear you put it into, into into perspective like that for the fans and everybody at home, it shows how much passion you have. You know, you're not just fighting, uh, looking for the important fights. You're just trying to stay in there and fight because you know you've been fighting for so so long. With a fighter as passionate as you about about boxing, about this, about your business, how was it? How was it to have to sit out for so long? And how were you able to kind of sit out that time without without and essentially losing your mind? Well, it was tough at that moment. You know, there was moments where, you know, we, we were going through some tough times. You know, there was no end in sight. There's no court date, no, no uh, time frame that I could look at, or, or, you know, possible date to be back in the ring. And yet, I'm watching guys in the ring fighting. You know, taking, you know, on on fights and winning titles where I believe it, it could have been me there. You know, I could I could beat any of these guys. So there's just some frustration going on sometimes, but. At the same time, the time off allowed me to enjoy myself and be normal, be a, a regular boxing fan, go to fights without having to worry about training camp or diet or anything like that, and just enjoy myself, take vacation, take time with the family, enjoy the holidays, enjoy the birthday parties that sometimes because of training camps and, and fights, we have to skip, we have to miss. So the time off actually allowed me to re-energize myself, rejuvenate me, and, and now that I'm back, I'm actually hungry, I'm you know motivated. Uh, that allowed me to, you know, light up and spark that fire in me again for the sport, and and you can see it. I mean, you can see the the reaction in in my fight. You know, other fights, I won my first world title, and for the most part, it was just not a big deal. It was just like whatever. I wasn't smiling. I wasn't excited. It was just like nothing. I won the second title, and 
same thing. You know, you didn't see much, you know, expressions in me. This time, you saw me smile, happy, you know, excited to 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 be here and and uh, just winning this other title. It just meant so much more to me this time. I'm in a much better place mentally, physically. Just everything is just great for me right now. I'm, I'm very happy. Yeah, I always tell people when there's a passion behind all the work uh, a person puts into what they do, they're always happier with the results, you know. And so uh, obviously box is no different. You know, if you have a passion behind what you're doing, you look like you're happy, you're enjoying your time, you're enjoying being in the ring. And, and of course, man, take it from me, man. You know, these are all memories for life, you know, and they go by very fast. And before you know it, it's over. So, you know, uh, keep enjoying it, man. Keep being, keep being your champ. One last thing, man. Houston, you got the Super Bowl yeah, we're here for a Super Bowl, definitely. Who you? First time. Who you got? Patriots or Falcons? Well, you know, I, I've always said I, I'm, I'm a Cowboy fan, but uh, between the Super Bowl, you know, I I, I think I want to win this, a little bit of history here, and if if uh, Patriots take that that game, you know, they they uh, make history, uh, you know, um, with Brady, you know, winning that that fifth, you know, title would be huge. But you know, at the same time, you want to see kind of the underdog take it and. And, you know, he wants his first ring also. So, I mean, I'm here to watch a, a good game. If I have to pick who I believe is going to be the winner, I still side a little bit with the Patriots for the experience and, and, and just the, the overall, you know, strength in the team. Yeah, champ. Yeah. Speaking of speaking yeah. of Tom Brady, he's like a pound-for-pound pound king. I think with that dominant victory over a guy who's never been, never been beaten and never been uh, stopped, you're kind of making your way on back on the pound-for-pound pound list. What do you think? Yeah, well, I think I think it's just getting it going the right path. I think it's uh, you know making a statement early in the year, you know, and and I told everybody I'm back, and and if you didn't believe me, you you, you know better believe me now. You know, and, and if you still don't believe me by the end of the year, I'm sure you will be a believer. We, be- we believe you, champ. We believe. I saw that <laughs> live. The results speak for themselves, champ. Well, thanks, Vagra. Thanks for coming on the show. I'm Brooklyn to the Bali. world. We hope, we hope to have you on soon. Enjoy your time in Houston. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy the game, uh, yeah, Mikey. Thanks, man. Appreciate all the love and support and all, all of my fans out there in New York, Brooklyn. Thank you very much. Love you guys. Later, Thanks, man. brother. See Take you, care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. That Mikey was, Garcia. That was the champ. Wow. Yeah, that's a yeah, nice life, a huh? Movie. You know, Mikey's always Mikey's always like a a fresh spirit. You know what I'm saying? He's coming yeah. in. He's always a very soft spoken. Always has a good, you know, a time for a conversation. Uh, very chill. You know, it's, uh, it's nice to go collect a, another belt and then go head to the Super Bowl. Hey, dude, he nice. earned it. Hard walk. Uh, yeah, hard work my, pays that off. Was my, that, was, that was my plan in 2006 was to beat Cotto, then go to the World Cup. But yeah, I didn't beat Cotto, and then I didn't go to the World Cup. What a shame! Because Italy won that World Cup. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good one to go to. Yeah, yeah. So we just will. we just covered Mikey's fight. I mean, um, we also had the main event that night too. That we another were great at. fight. And that, uh, that atmosphere was was amazing. And talking to Paulie yeah. about the fight, uh, you know, Paulie talked about the fact that you know Leo boxed like he's never boxed before and really surprised a lot of yeah. people. I gotta be honest, I didn't think Leo could box like that. Me I really either. didn't. I mean, I, I, it tastes very bitter right frame. now that I was that wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew he had the frame for it. Like, you know, he has a long, sh- uh, sh- skinny frame with these long arms that can, with a nice reach. But I was like, this guy don't box right. This guy don't have the legs to support that kind of style, you know? I mean, he really, really, really had his legs behind the jab. I mean, you know, his, measuring his distance is very well. He fought on the back foot. I mean, he came out on the back foot. I and mean, he stayed on the back foot. I mean, it was, it was something really, really pretty to watch, actually. You know, from close up, 
especially when you least expect it to see a guy who can box this, this beautifully. He's never done it before. I'm like, dude, what was this guy before? I mean, why wasn't he boxed like this before? Because he's already got that, that emoto style where he takes it to you and he's, uh, and he's, and he's very action-packed and he's very active. But, man, with a jab like that, uh, with that height and, and, and that, his ability to you know, pull back counter and whatnot off, off those, with those long arms, I mean, why didn't I see this before? It's crazy. But I can answer that, terrific. Paulie. I can tell you why you haven't seen that before, just from listening to Leo talk. He likes to he likes to perform for the fans. I know that sounds crazy, but he likes to mix it up. He that's likes like, to get in there. But you have to give him so much credit for for taking Resisting, away all his yeah. instincts. But that's all that's worked for him the whole time. That's why I thought he had the advantage coming into this fight because because Carl wasn't going to make any adjustments. Leo was in a position where he said it. You know, I heard him say it. I'm going to have to make adjustments in this fight, and he did it. And I got to give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah, but it's one thing to make to say you got to make adjustments, another thing to actually make them. I mean, how many times do we hear guys say they make the adjustments and then it made no adjustments? You know he mean? never well, had well, to. Well, he never well, had to say it. He never had to do it. When you were, yeah, when you're watching the fight, so you know, you and I didn't believe that this was going to go down this way. But as you, you're calling the fight, you're l- literally right there, and you're seeing this happen. What now? You start to think, what would you have liked to see Frampton do? Because we're all talking about what Leo did. What would you like to see Frampton do dealing with this different Leo in front of him? Well, here's the thing. I mean, I, I saw the first round, and I and saw Leo just pasting him all over the place in round one. And, and I saw the way he did. I mean, the way he's on the back foot, uh, fainting with his feet and whatnot. I mean, he's even fainting. That's something I've always criticized Leo for is never fainting. You know I mean? It was like something, some, a thing of beauty. Right. And I started realizing to myself, the last thing Carl Frampton expected to fight tonight was a jabber. He expected to fight any kind of fight, but he did not expect it to be a jabber. And if you watch his reactions to the Leo Santa Cruz jab, he was constantly being put out of position by it. When it wasn't landing, the way he was slipping it, he was never slipping it cleanly or, or, in, or fluidly enough to where he's not losing positioning. He had to slip it in ways where he was constantly losing positioning, pulling back or whatnot. He just did not expect to see a jabber, and it cost him his positioning a lot of times. And, and by costing him his positioning a lot of times, he's, he's, he has to constantly reset. And when you're constantly resetting and you're the shorter guy, you have to work twice as hard to get back inside against a good jabber like that. And it just, it just, it just never came to fruition. I mean, he, he just, it was just not a fight he expected. Um, I talked to Shane McGuigan, was here with David Hay in uh, in the history gym. I talked to Shane earlier this week, and he said, too, I mean, we just did not expect him to fight like that, you know? We didn't think he could. And I said, honestly, Shane, I didn't think he could either. I mean, no matter what you would have told me before the fight, if you told me it was going to come out boxing, I said, yeah, okay, you got to be able to box. Because if you come out boxing but you can't box, you know, Carl's going to get to you, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, Leo came out to box, and he actually, actually had the ability to box and pulled it off, so... Much credit to Leo Santa Cruz. Proved me wrong. I couldn't see it coming, and uh, obviously shocked a lot of people, including Carl Frampton himself and their team. So the, the, the sets up kind of a, a a weird thing for the third fight. I mean, now it's up to Frampton's team to to adjust. I mean, you know, now which which, which layer are you going to get? You might prepare for the boxer, and then the rumbler might come out, or you might you know you you don't want to totally prepare for the rumbler after what you just saw in the second fight and saw and see, you saw the boxer. So I think it, it's an interesting uh, paradox that uh, Team Frampton is in now for the third fight, but. As I said before, last week, I don't think they make a third fight right away. Anytime you have a third fight in a trilogy, there's always time to make it, and a lot of times they don't make it right away. Yeah, it makes sense. And it's just like, it's yeah. such a feather. Yeah. It's such, I, I, go ahead, Paul. I, I, like, if Selby fights and wins March 4th, uh, which is the plan uh, coming from Hay, uh, I think Selby can be the guy to fight Frampton in Belfast. Belfast uh, uh, Carl Frampton is hell-bent on having a fight in Belfast this, this summer. You're not going to get Santa Cruz there. Uh, but there is big talk of a Santa Cruz and Abner Modest rematch. So I think you can do uh, you can do Santa Cruz versus Selby. I mean, you Santa Cruz versus Abner Modest in L.A. Uh, rematch, and then you can do Frampton versus Selby in, in Belfast in the summer as well. 
And then if they come out victorious, then those fights, they can do the third fight and they can do the rubber match in the fall of their trilogy. Actually, even if they lose, they can do the rubber match in the, in, the tr- in the fall in the trilogy. I mean, we've seen trilogies where by the time they got to the third fight, guys aren't the same anymore. They've gotten beat before. So even if they win or lose the next fight, I think they can actually take a different fight and uh, and then make the third fight in the, in, the, in the fall. But if they both win their next fight, if they're coming in, and, and this is just hypothetically speaking, if Leo beats Abner Modest and Frampton picks up the IBF featherweight championship against Lee Selby in Belfast, if, hypothetically speaking, if these fights happen and these guys win, they are now not only having a trilogy, they're actually having a, 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 world, a world featherweight championship unification match in the third fight. So that, that is a blockbuster. That is absolutely a blockbuster. And uh, you know it's it's hard. It's funny. Like coming into this fight, we we're saying, "Well, what can Leo do differently?" And now you're saying you're gonna have to if they fight again, you have to say it the other way. What's what's Carl gonna do now? You know, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. pretty amazing. They both have one jump. loss to each other. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. They both took each other's all. That's a, that's I, a funny thing. I know? could honestly watch those guys fight ten times. It wouldn't bother me. Yeah, I don't Who think anybody's gonna lose. complain. I don't. I really don't think anybody's gonna complain. Let's talk about the other fights. So the HBO fight there was a. Uh, uh, Burchelt and uh, and Vargas. I heard that was a good fight. I still haven't seen it. I'm down here in camp. Um, I heard he, he was he, I heard he boxed very well though and, and cut Vargas up. Uh, oh what did you think God. of that? He he diced him up like a butcher. He really did. Uh, it was a great it was a great action packed fight. But actually, both fights were. I, I just felt like though Vargas showed a lot of heart and he fought really hard. I thought the ref stopped it late. Right? They should have. Paulie, this guy his cut was bad. Raul Caiz Jr. And was he, the ref. there was no way he was winning this fight. This Burchelt, I don't know how you say his name. How do you pronounce it? Something like Burchelt. that. Burchelt. It's also on the doctor, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, the, he, the he, they did a bad job, and, and, the, and the announcers were saying it and just watching it. It's like Vargas, like, for, he's too much heart for his own good. Like, he's just taking too much punishment. He was fighting back a little bit, but he was not going to win this so fight. Birchfeld, was Birchfeld dominating the fight? Was he that? He's was very he that strong. Yeah. He's very, it's a, it's a, uh, his punching power is very... Um, Deceptive, like you don't you don't expect that to come out. Heavy of him. hands. He's just. I, I told you, he reminds me of like a Thomas Delorme almost. You know, like yeah. he's got explosiveness in, what, in both hands. What about Takashi Miura and the Kobe event? I love Takashi Miura. I met him when oh I went to Japan God. two years ago. What a uh, fight! Great, great action fighter. He was actually training for the Francisco Vargas fight when I was out there in Japan, in Tokyo uh, in 2015, and you know, just a, a cool guy. Uh, and uh, great action fighter always makes for exciting fights. And I heard he had a, a terrific action fight on Saturday. Did you get to see that one? Absolutely. The, those guys went at it. And I'm sitting there saying, how could how can Miura withstand this? How can he go another you know whatever six seven rounds at the time? And then he turns it around and and he starts pummeling Roman and he landed a, a you know he's lefty so a, a, a liver shot with his left hand which. Uh, no. Roman wasn't expecting at all, and he just crumbled him over. I mean, he got up. And which... Especially at that point in the fight where it's been such oh. a fast-paced fight, a little shot like that, uh, that'll, 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 that'll change your life around. Absolutely. You know, when you're exhausted like that and get I didn't think he was like going to get up, and he found the way to get up, so he's another one that's just uh, the uh, tough uh, dudes, man, and they just went at it. You know, HBO and Showtime should like, you know, not schedule on the same day. You know what right. I mean? It's yeah, good. It's good. Everybody's got it on demand and everything, but it's like you know you're hurting the sport a little bit. You know, those are four yeah. great fights that people should be able to watch yeah. without you know having to choose which ones they want to watch. Yeah. It's a shame, man. It's a shame. All you know, stuff keeps happening like that, man. It's really you know there's enough boxing for everybody to put on different nights. And now Paulie's now, fighting the same day as Thurman Garcia. What's this world coming to? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that's in London. At least that's in a different country. I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. I'm gonna miss you guys but, uh, at the fight, though. I'm not kidding. But yo. <laughs> I, I, we got to give a shout out to Lee Colazzo after last night. Oh yes. wow, what a fight! I stumped him. 
Listen, I was telling everybody, I said, I, I go with Louie. You know, I always, I'm a little biased. You know, I know the kid for forever, but uh, he's always that guy that you can't sleep on. And I, I was saying that, right? But I didn't expect this. Now, in the fighter meeting, Brian Cuss is saying, well, Louie told us, watch out for the right hook. I mean, literally, that was the bread and butter last night. They dropped him twice. Yeah. Well, one oh. thing a southpaw is not used to seeing is right hooks. You know, so Sammy Vasquez is a southpaw, and, uh, you know, he, he fights right-handers. We usually, you know, they're not going to hook with their right hand. They're going to hook with their left hand, you know. So, you know, a, a, a southpaw fighting a southpaw, now you got to watch for the right hook. And maybe Louis saw something and said, you know what, this guy just doesn't see the right hooks coming. Maybe he saw something in the Felix Diaz fight. Who knows, you know? No, you know who saw it? You know who saw it? Who's the kid that uh, – Quintana. Carlos Quintana's in his corner now. Oh, wow. uh, oh, okay. Being a lefty, you know, and a slickster himself, yeah. he was yeah, telling yeah. Louie, they actually started to talk about it even more in the locker room right before they're going out to the fight, where Quintana said, yeah. listen, I want you to touch him to the body. You know, you don't have to dig so hard because what we're going to do is we're going to set that up. He's going to drop mm-hmm. his hands, and I want you to put that right hook over that. Yeah. He's like, so and he did that. that's exactly that. the way it worked out. So many times he touched downstairs so many uh-huh. times, you know? No, they were jockeying for that. They were both landing some nice shots to the body, but, you know, no. Louis had Louis had a, a, a longer plan to that. I think Sammy just wanted to keep up with the body shots, but Louis was setting them up and cooking them for something that he had, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's Louis' veteran experience. I mean, he's always had that 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 really that that craftiness ever since I know him since we're amateurs, you know, he's always had that craftiness uh, with those little shots inside to set up other shots and uh, and you'll really notice more than anybody the, the first mm-hmm. the first right hook that dropped Sammy Louie was back mm-hmm. to the ropes uh, I mean Louie yeah, he's one of the best guys to fight off the ropes I mean he's always so calm yeah. and relaxed you know and he just he, he I, really I, I short hooks the amateurs getting knockouts off the ropes right. know, he was always uh, comfortable off that you know. So, uh, great win for Louis Colazzo. Uh, I know he called out Sean Porter. I don't know if he's going to get Porter, but he certainly, certainly puts himself in a position to get a pretty good fight. You know, so we'll see what they give him. You know? I think I saw Porter has a fight lined up. Who is? I saw that. I think yeah, I think he's they're going to fight Andre Berto. Andre Berto. They're, they're working yeah. it out. They're working on it. So, well, we'll see. Listen, guys, I got to get going, man. I got to prepare for my next workout tonight. But uh, I was happy to be able to get on the show. Have some have some blue apron in between workouts. Yeah. Have a percentage, yeah, yeah. I know. Every <laughs> jerk off. <laughs> I know. Jerk off. Wait till next month. I'm going to eat you both with a pizza. All right. I'll eat it. <laughs> In your face. That's okay. All right. Are you threatening me? <laughs> Are you threatening well, maybe me? Not yourself. You're always nice. This Thanks, guy, pal. Thanks, pal. Thanks, pal. Thanks, pal. Thanks, pal. Thanks, pal. Thanks, pal. We'll talk to you later. Hope you, we hope you've enjoyed our abbreviated version of uh, Welcome to the World. Oh, well, we got almost 50 minutes here. It's not bad. It's all right. Yeah, not bad at all. And uh, hopefully next week we'll get an episode as well. I mean, one of the best uh, fighters uh, in the world on the show today. And uh, I keep tweeting at Steven Esperanza at Showtime Boxing. Tell them we want Seth to tweet and we want at Peter Cars in Cincinnati for the weigh-in. No, we're not, we're not doing Cincinnati, bro. Why? We're just not, we're not doing it. So it's, it's what not, do you mean we're not doing it? It's not big what enough it, for us. We, we only do the big fights. We're in the big fight. That's not a big fight. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're, just, we're not doing Cincinnati. And, and and is there a reason? Why was I not notified of this? I'm telling you now. <laughs> Consider- well, I, yeah, I don't know. Why, I don't know. Why, why am I? Why am I the last guy to know over here? I don't. I, I'm sorry. I just found out myself. So what? What are we doing exactly? So tell the well, fans to tweet it anyway. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be doing we're gonna be doing weigh-ins anyway. Going. Wait, to, so, well, if I get to do all the fights, I don't understand why they would just not make us do all the fights. Oh, I mean, so we're, gonna, we're not gonna be there. We're gonna be in London, so we can't do March fourth. 
we can't do the March third, March fourth fight for that that way in Thurman and Garcia. We're going so. to be doing weigh-ins. We're going to be doing press conferences. We're going to be in a lot of places. You know what? Why don't you? What are we going to do? Why don't you tweet, tweet Stephen? Guys, let them know. Yes, At Stephen Espinosa, Showtime Boxing. At Chris De Blasio too. Actually, we demand. We demand. <laughs> Paulie Maraji, Brooklyn to the world on the road with Peter Cards and Seth Nyman. Let's get a march going. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get it going. Come on. Come on. Make podcasts great again. Absolutely. You guys have made me go to Cincinnati by myself. You're a bunch of jerk and you let me know like this. I've got to find out like this over the phone like a real mope. Let me tell you. I'll see you later. Peace. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Elevator music. All right. You just set in the mood. Hey, how you doing? I don't feel, I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> That's so, it, man. Um, real quick, yes. who do you got Sunday? I got the Falcons. And why? Why? Because I think they're the better team. You do? Yeah. Or you just wishful thinking you no, want to see no, a change? I'm not, visit, I'm not rooting just because I'm rooting against the Patriots. I do want to see the Patriots lose. If you look at the playoffs, if you look at the season, if you look, um, the only thing that, they, uh, thing that could work against the Falcons is that they're a young team, and if they get st- a slow start, that might hurt them. They might get their eye uh, caught in the deer in the headlights. Yeah, absolutely. That could happen. But if they don't, if they're focused, their coach has won a Super Bowl with Seattle as a defensive coordinator. If they're focused and ready to play, this is their defense is highly underrated. They got a pass rusher. So is who, New England. New England's defense is not. I think they're a little overrated because um, they haven't played anybody. They're solid. They're not like Denver last year. They're not a dominant no, defense. No, no, no. Den- Most people always say defense wins the championships. Yes. Last year, Denver was like the 85 Bears. Right. I mean, they were a dominant defense. Seattle when they won. So if you look at what New England's done all year, they have not played any good offenses. Ben, ben Roethlisberger was terrible on the road and he, he, in terrible against the Patriots. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and they did move the ball, but then they lost Le- Le'Veon Bell. Right, right. Forget about it. It's over. This is a team unlike any other team they've seen. Offensively, and they they're gonna they can surprise people defensively too. They're obviously not gonna sit in a cover like Pittsburgh did. Right. They're gonna try to get at, at the quarterback. Right. You know. So we haven't seen any. Uh, I don't think the Patriots, they're gonna score points. Gates or no. nothing. Right. This. Year. Well, I like that. You know, and and people like rag on Matt Ryan. He's the MVP, and he's a veteran, and he's and he's been very consistent. He's never playing been really to well. this level though. The, hey, Chris. Uh, there's quarterbacks. Uh, what's his name? One for Tampa, who's on ESPN. Um, there's guys that win Super Bowls, you know, Mark Rippins and uh, what's the guy? Eli Manning. Well, Eli Manning's a veteran too, but I'm just saying, you get there and you win. I mean, yeah, Eli Manning's first time was against an undefeated team. We're talking about pressure. Absolutely. Actually, it's no pressure because everyone thinks you're going to lose. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Atlanta too, though. Even though it's only three points, people think they're going to lose. And, right. And I think, um, I just think they're a better team. Look, what they dominated the playoffs. They took offenses. Seattle's a good offense. Green Bay had a great offense. And Green they, Bay was really impressive. And they they, they shut them down. Yeah. You know, the win over Green Bay impressed me more than Seattle. Right. I mean, Seattle didn't play well on the road and everything, but still Seattle is a formidable sure. team. Still Seattle went to New England and whooped New England this year. Sure. Okay? So, it, it playoffs, uh, This Atlanta's been more impressive to me. Playoffs? Playoffs? I think Atlanta's been more impressive, and I hope I hit a box and win a lot of money. Exactly. Yeah. And make Super Bowls great again. Yes. Hopefully it's a good Lady game. Lady Gaga is going to perform. You think she's going to do anything stupid? I think she'll come If I was her, I'd just come out in a Trump outfit. I wouldn't say anything. Just, i just dress like her. Well, you know she would never do that. No, she might do that. She's a... She started the protest over here. No, I'm saying that not not to support him, to make fun of him. Oh, you know, okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, like a suit with the wig? I'll tell you what. If I'm NFL, she should have a contract signed. If you do she anything, should. you forfeit your money. Absolutely. And we're sue you for a million dollars. Right. Yeah, because this is not what our game is exactly about. Exactly right. Yeah. I agree. Hopefully they have that in place. I if, doubt it. If not, someone should be fired. Absolutely. Yeah, because I don't want to see any politics in the Super Bowl. That's right. 
Yeah. I agree. Like last year we did. Yeah. Too. So I, I just want to see a game. I, I'm, I'm going to be in driving anyway. I'm going to be listening on the radio. So Really? Yeah. Where are you going? I got, I got work to do. Oh, nice. Yeah. He's a workaholic, man. I got, I got mouths to feed, bro. All right, say goodbye. Nobody wants to talk here from us. No, that's true. Yeah. Uh, till next week. Next week. We got. Yeah. Uh, we don't have any fights this weekend, do we? I don't think so. No. All right. Well, everyone, last weekend was enough for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Go Enjoy the Super Bowl. Rewatch the fights. I have. Yes. Uh, and we'll be back next week. Peace. <laughs>